Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. With winter and Omicron hitting Canada at the same time, we're all wondering, will boosters save us from another wave of the COVID-19 pandemic? Carly Weeks is The Globe's health reporter. She'll tell us about booster vaccines, breakthrough infections, and what we can expect for the months ahead. This is The Decibel. Carly, thanks so much for being here today. Of course. So late last week, NACI, the federal panel that gives vaccine advice in Canada, they released new recommendations about booster shots. Can you start by just telling us what is a COVID-19 booster shot? So a booster shot is basically, you know, third dose or call it what you will. It's designed to give a person an extra boost of immunity. More and more research is showing that after, you know, six to eight or more months, a person's immunity to COVID does start to wane. And so it's become increasingly important to roll out boosters to make sure that people are protected. And there's a number of different factors that are involved in when a person's immunity might start to really drop off. But basically, right now, these these shots, depending on which one you get, it might be the exact same version of a COVID vaccine that you had, or it might be a half dose. But it basically, yeah, it's all designed to make sure a person's immune system is fully protected against COVID-19 or as protected as it can be. And so these recommendations that that NACI was saying last week, what what do they actually recommend about boosters then? So what this federal expert panel said is that people 50 and older should be offered a booster shot. These guidelines are just that. They're not binding. But provinces look to this expert panel to make their policies. So they're basically directing the provinces saying the evidence is clear. You should start offering boosters to people 50 and older. There's also some other groups that they're saying could be more vulnerable to COVID um, and waning immunity. So they should also be getting a booster, such as frontline healthcare workers who have contact with patients, people in First Nations, Inuit and Métis communities, and also, you know, people with a variety of conditions that might compromise their immune systems. What's interesting, though, is they took it a step further. And they also said that people 18 to 49 should be offered a booster, may be offered a booster. So if you are higher risk or if you live in an area with lots of COVID spread, um, they're saying, you know, the situation on the ground is one that, you know, we should be very flexible about who can get their booster shot. So these are national recommendations, but provinces make their own decisions because there's provincial health care in Canada. So how is this advice being received across the country? There was, I think, a, a real sense of relief among a lot of doctors and infectious disease experts basically saying, thank goodness these recommendations are here because we have been saying for, you know, at least a month or more that we want to see more people getting booster shots. Evidence from other countries is showing that, you know, waves of COVID are starting to pick up again after that six to eight month mark after vaccination. Canada got its vaccine program rolling a couple of months after some of, you know, say European countries. So they're saying we could be in that situation here soon. So let's get these boosters rolling. A lot of people in the medical community knew that this announcement was coming, but officials in Ontario and Alberta felt they couldn't wait any longer. So they actually went ahead and said, we're going to start opening up booster shot signups as soon as possible. So in Alberta, they've actually started doing boosters. Uh, I think it's adults 60 and older, and they're going to move it to 18 plus in the weeks ahead based on demand and vaccine supply, booster shot supply. Ontario, very similar. You know, sometime, I think it's uh, next week, they're opening it up to people who are 50 plus uh, and also people in a host of other groups saying that 18 plus will follow at some point in probably in the new year. And other provinces have already indicated that like such as BC, that they're looking to start doing 18 plus sometime in the new year. 
I think that provinces may start to move up the timelines and become a little bit more urgent with their rollout campaigns in the coming weeks, especially as we see more Omicron cases identified. Uh, And I think that's what's really on on a lot of people's mind right now about how that plays into it. Let's just quickly talk about the timeline here, because you you mentioned the, the recommendation for another shot, which I think is six months after the second dose there. What does that mean about how our initial two dose vaccines work after six months? Yeah, and they're saying at least six months, like you want at least six months to have gone by to really maximize, you know, that period where you are fully, you know, or as fully as you can be protected against COVID. But what research and evidence is starting to show is that after six to say eight months, immunity does start to decline. And and this is not as though your immunity is dropping off a cliff, like, you know, that you were, you know, 90% protected, and now you're like 0%, you're fully vulnerable to COVID. That's not obviously not how vaccines work. But the protection does start to slip. And obviously, as time goes on, there will be more of a decline. Um, we're not quite sure of how steep that decline is simply because not enough time has passed yet. But the decline is is significant enough that there could be more and more breakthrough cases. So people who have been vaccinated could start to contract COVID, they could start to transmit it, um, especially when we're talking about vulnerable older adults or other vulnerable people who are at risk for COVID. That's when that 10 percent drop, even if it's a 10% drop, it will start to become very significant because they will start to be much more vulnerable and you could start to see a, a rise in hospitalizations and deaths, which are the two metrics that people want to keep as low as possible. So if it's been six months since someone has had their initial second dose, should they be more cautious right now? That's a very good question. And I think that the research is pointing to the fact that they probably should be. And simply because, you know, this is not the summertime where everyone's meeting outside and there's a lot of open air and very little disease spread. People are going inside. We're meeting indoors. The holidays are coming. There's a new variant that appears to be more transmissible. So if you are you know, more than, I would say, starting at six to eight months out from your second shot, it is looking increasingly like you could be more at risk. Obviously, your personal circumstances will come into play here. So if you are a person who is at higher risk, you know, that's that's where you really want to be cautious. And even the expert panel even said last week, and some of the top officials at the Public Health Agency of Canada acknowledge, you know, for a young, healthy 20-year-old who's been fully vaccinated, you know, seven months ago, it's probably not as urgent to get a booster shot. But if they're in a part of the country where there's a lot of COVID going around and, you know, they may have an underlying health condition, then they probably do want to get a booster shot. So personal circumstances will come into play here to some extent. And you mentioned that NACI recommendations eventually sound like, you know, anyone 18 plus could be recommended to get a booster here. Do we have enough vaccine in Canada for everyone 18 plus to get that shot? Well, the Prime Minister was asked that very question last week. He assured Canadians that there are. There is not an issue about quantity of vaccines. We have lots of vaccines for boosters in Canada. We're receiving That, in fact, we will have enough. We do have enough vaccine currently to make sure that there's going to be enough supply to get everybody a booster shot within the coming months. I think the problem we're going to face in Canada is that there's actually going to be so much demand for boosters right now and for pediatric vaccines, for vaccines for kids 5 to 11, that it's going to be difficult to get enough people boosted in the coming weeks. So there's fears that we could see a wave of illness because not enough people are able to get their boosters in time. And that's why there was a push to get those booster shots rolled out weeks ago.
So, Carly, we've been talking a lot about boosters, but there are many parts of the world where people haven't even had their first shot yet. So should we as Canadians really be getting booster shots when there are people still waiting for their first dose? Yeah, that is a really contentious issue and uh, you know, one that there's no easy answers to. Vaccine equity should have been a priority, you know, a year ago and, and it wasn't. And so we find ourselves in a situation now where there are many countries around the world where very few people are vaccinated. You know, plenty of countries in Africa where, you know, somewhere around 10% of the population is vaccinated, you know, whereas, yeah, we are talking about boosters here. So, I've been speaking to some experts about this, and and now we've kind of entered a new phase, would they say, where we kind of have no choice but to start talking about boosters here if we want to keep our case count low and protect ourselves against this new variant. Whereas if we had maybe thought harder and done more about vaccine equity a year ago, we certainly could be in a much different place if we had, you know, more people around the world vaccinated, giving this virus less opportunity to mutate and continue to circulate. So unfortunately, you know, that wasn't made a priority. And in a pandemic, we're not going to be done with it until the entire world has this under control. And I think that's one of the messages we just simply have not gotten across to enough people yet. Earlier on, uh, we mentioned breakthrough cases, and we've heard a lot about breakthrough COVID-19 cases. Can you just lay out for us what exactly is a breakthrough case and what's the risk of them in Canada right now? So a breakthrough case is is basically a person who's had their two shots, you know, say six months ago, and now they've contracted a case of COVID. There have been uh, reported cases of this. There's been people who've become sick after being fully vaccinated, and even cases of people who've died after being fully vaccinated. But those cases tend to be quite rare. Breakthrough cases are rare. Becoming very sick after having a a breakthrough case is also very rare. And if you look at any of the sort of graphs of people who are in the hospital right now with COVID, they're primarily people who are either partially or unvaccinated individuals, whereas the fully vaccinated make up a very, very small percentage of people who are going to end up in the hospital or in ICU or dying as a result. So the message continues to be, even with this new variant uh, swirling around, that vaccines work and they are your best way to be protected. Uh, We are, of course, seeing a a surge in cases across Europe right now. And in Canada, we seem to be a few months behind what happens there. So should we be expecting the same surge here in Canada in, in a month or so? I've been asking a lot of experts about this, and there there are concerns that now that we're approaching that mark, where a six month mark, where a lot of Canadians, um, older Canadians, received their vaccines six months ago, that we will see what they're experiencing in Europe, um, a surge in cases in some European countries that have you know comparable vaccination rates to Canada. One thing that is working in Canada's favor is our initial move to really stretch out the interval between the first and the second dose. So most countries went for the two to three week interval. So you know you got your first shot and then you very quickly after got your second shot. Nasi, the expert panel of, of vaccine experts, looked at the evidence and they looked at what we know about vaccines and that they said, we're going to wait for eight weeks because that's typically what we do with vaccines. You want your immune system to really be primed, to really mount a good, strong immune response. And then after eight weeks, we're, you're going to get a second dose. It looks as though that's really paid off in clinical, more and more clinical research is showing that the eight-week interval is resulting in stronger and longer immunity. That could help protect Canadians over these coming winter months. And I've also spoken to some experts who feel that this longer interval combined with our high vaccination rate and access to boosters could get us out of this potential surge that may be coming. 
people are worried about this new variant Omicron, of course, and, and what to expect if that means more restrictions or back to lockdown. Can you give us a sense, I guess, of just what we're going to be facing over the next few months as we head into our, our second COVID winter here? Yeah, there is a lot of concern and you know some panic regarding this new variant. But I've been speaking to a number of experts about this. There's reason to be concerned, of course. You know, this variant could be more transmissible. It could result in more cases. Um, and it could mean that we do start to see some more restrictions put in place. But w- one of the underlying messages that I'm hearing from infectious disease experts is that we already have a very transmissible variant on our hands with Delta. Um, it's leading to a lot of cases. We're seeing parts of, say, northern Ontario right now where, you know, the case count is is higher than it's ever been. There's multiple outbreaks across communities and restrictions have been put in place to reduce capacity in some indoor settings there. Um, So we already are facing a challenge with keeping Delta under control. I think that one of the messages that our health officials need to kind of get across is that, you know, even though some, you know, restaurants are open and people can gather indoors once again in a variety of settings, um, this pandemic is still going on. It's not over. And so we do have to be mindful of that. This is not sort of back to pre 2020 normal times yet. And we may never get there. We may always be wearing masks on airplanes and things like that. And I think that if we can maybe help people understand that, you know, some form of restrictions may be put in place to help make sure we can keep case counts low so that we can keep schools open so that we can maintain the integrity of our healthcare system. Um, there is going to be some small inconveniences and hopefully we can leave them at that. I've spoken to a number of experts who are very hopeful about the future, but you know, warning us that you know this that we may have some inconvenience in our lives for some time to come that can help protect uh, our healthcare system and protect the lives of vulnerable people. And you know, if we frame it like that, it, it all seems worth it. Carly, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to be here. Thanks for having me. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Tim and Johnson is our intern. Our producers are Madeline White and Cheryl Sutherland. David Crosby is our editor. Michal Stein edited this episode with help and mixing from Kyle Fulton. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer. And Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks to Carly Weeks. You can find more of her work at theglobeandmail.com. You can also email us at thedecibel at globeandmail.com. If you want to reach me, I'm on Twitter at RW. And if you haven't already, please follow The Decibel wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.